Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex and City podcast hosted by Paige Clarno and Joe Daniel Montalanco. What? What? How's it going, everybody? Fwah, 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 fwah. <laughs> My air horn sound. Perfect. I can do it right. Yeah, we does it really, really well. And I'm just like, look, I can, I can be part of the cool kid. Fwah, 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 fwah. Fwah, 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 fwah. I just have the app. <laughs> so what just, a fucking millennial. I know. Back in my day, we had to be obnoxious using our own mouths. Yeah. <laughs> so terrible. Sorry. Oh. And for those of you who are remaining, welcome to the <laughs> I Couldn't Help a Podcast. <laughs> terrible. All right. Well, you know what you guys are in for. Like, you guys have been around the block. And yeah. You got to tell a late. Let's super jump right in. Let's super jump right in. Hey, right. Tell us what this episode's about. This is season two, episode nine, Old Dogs, New Dicks. Creative! Written by Jenny Bix. You suck, Jenny. You, Jenny, you, you <laughs> fucking suck. Yeah. Anyway, through Carrie's relationship with Miss... Though, I did it every... <laughs> I did it again! <laughs> I read this the first time before we started, and I totally misread it, and then I just did it again. I'm starting over... Though Carrie's relationship with Mr. Big is making her happy, she tries to change some of his annoying habits. Samantha has a surprising encounter with an old flame. That's what the premise is. I thought this was Christopher Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Joe just just pointed to the picture of the new Yankee. Where Miranda's in these like big white sunglasses. Dear Christopher Daniel, you're now the new Miranda. You're welcome. <laughs> Can we have that as this week's photo? Yes, and please. And just tag Christopher Daniel. Yes. Oh my God. We'll write about him just to make sure it's okay for us. But fuck. No. It's, like, <gasps> it's funnier the other way. <laughs> just tag him in it anyway. All right. So let's talk about this bullshit of an episode. Okay. Where do we start? So we uh, start out with... Carrie and Mr. Big walking on the street as you want to do as a New York couple. And uh, he is checking out other women, which who cares? Listen, my mom bestilled some information on me when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And what she done said to me was, just because you're on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. Perf. I love it. I'm here for it. They're not acting on anything. They're looking at pretty people. Like, honestly, like, what does it matter? Like, you're not the only person that exists ever. And you're not the only person that, like, she's trying to tell me that if there wasn't an attractive guy on the street, she wouldn't look at him. Honestly, that's all her and her friends spend their time doing. Yeah. talking about all the guys in their lives. Like, why? Why? Utter bullshit. Like, and it can be done completely platonically. I I was coming out of my parking garage a few nights ago, and there was a couple that was crossing in front of me. And I legit was like, yeah, go ahead, cross in front of me. And they crossed, and I was like, damn, her ass is smoking. I have no idea what the guy looked like. <laughs> Legitimately. All I know is that her ass was, like, good, and I almost wanted to roll down the window and be like, good for you. Good for you, ma'am. But that's going a little far. <laughs> so, right, and, like, it's just something that I never understood. Because, yeah, you want to be the apple of your partner's eye. Okay, um, but sometimes you want some oranges. Sometimes you want some bananas. Right? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Like, okay, who are they holding hands with while they're walking down the street? Exactly. You. Yeah. Who are they coming home to at the end of the day? You. Who do they say I love you to? You. You. Mm -hmm. If they want to fucking look someone up and down, as long as it's not a creepy level and they're not making the other person feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. then it's fine. Right. It's not a real problem. Even Samantha's like, honey, if that's your biggest problem, 
Yeah, then your relationship's perfect. Then your relationship is perfect. Shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah, fuck off at that point. I'm so dumb. Um, so meanwhile, Miranda is having a scheduling conflict with the perfect guy, Steve. <laughs> with the perfect man, Steve. The perfect man, Steve. Um, which I actually, it really kind of struck a chord with me because for, like, I want to say three months right at the beginning of Chad and I's marriage... We legitimately had such a different schedule that we had a post-it marriage. Like, it was legitimately one of those things where I would come home, he would be asleep, and by the time he had to wake up to go to work, I would be asleep. And so we just left each other post-it notes like, can you empty the dishwasher? Could you do this? Could you do that? And I could never confront him when I would come home and the post-it was gone, so I knew that he saw it, but he didn't actually do what I asked him to do. And I seriously, at that point, like, considered leaving him a post-it that just said, this isn't working, I want a divorce. Oh. Because it was so awful. Like, I wasn't married, and he wasn't doing anything, and I felt like I wasn't even being listened to on my post-its, and it was awful. And so, like, I, I get how hard that can be. Yeah. But at the same time, when it comes to what they were doing, it was, like, so obvious to me. I'm like, come on, just set your alarm for a little bit earlier have sex with him in the morning and go about your business like it's no big deal if he's coming home like really really late and he doesn't expect you to be awake anyway and then go to sleep a little bit earlier and wake up in the morning have sex with him and then go about your day like it's not hard just adjust just adjust and that's the lesson for everybody is adjust <laughs> right uh now no single person should be changing their entire thing so miranda shouldn't be expected to wake up every single morning and have sex with steve that he's there right because she has things to do she's a busy person it's only fair for her to follow, like, this regiment, hmm. And you can't expect Steve to, like, leave his job earlier or try to stay up later because he's exhausted, obviously. So find something that works for both couples. That's the overall thing for everybody. Because so far, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to change this thing about him. Because Carrie and Samantha were having that conversation when they're at the park where um, Carrie's like, well, how do I change that about him? I don't like this trait about him. And Samantha's like, you can't change a person. And then Carrie comes back. No, but, like, you can manipulate them slightly and, like, do this and this and this. And I was like, first of all, fuck that. That's right. awful. That is an awful thing to say or do or have an opinion of. That's awful. And it's hard on both people because when you're single, you live on a schedule where it's you. You do – you, your daily life consists of you doing things and whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then when you become – when you get into a partnership, when you start dating someone, then it becomes a we mm-hmm. schedule. Yeah. Instead of, like, a two separate schedules, because you have to find time for each other. You have to figure out what days work, and nobody wants to plan, like, you don't want to plan sex. You don't want to be like, oh, hey, Friday at 8 o'clock, do you want to have sex? Because that's when I'm free. Because that's, <laughs> that's not romantic, and that gets brought up in the show. But then also, then what? Then you're both going to be bitter. Like, if planning mm-hmm. it helps, maybe take the romance down a little bit to help figure out the rest of it. And once you guys are on a good rhythm and find it... Then bring it back. Bring back the right. romance. Bring yeah. back the passion. Exactly. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Quit right. bitching. Yeah, stop the bitching. I hate it. Um, meanwhile, uh, Charlotte's dating a guy that she's decided that she can finally go to bed with, so it's been five minutes. Ah! <laughs> and she discovers that his penis is a little bit more than she, she had thought it was cut out for oh i was tried so hard to make that work I, it didn't work at all i was waiting i was riding I was on this train hard. and i saw that we were gonna crash and i was like yep. well, you know what i've lived a long life yeah yeah it was over anyway his penis is uncircumcised and she's shocked 
shocked and appalled. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And people, so legitimately, I had a friend, and I'm not going to mention her name here, but I had a friend now come to me. <laughs> I know it's Joe. Um, <laughs> come to me, and and she was like, "Yeah, the new guy is uncircumcised, and I am shook." <laughs> and I'm like, "Really? It's just really." I feel like the only difference is that an uncircumcised penis, you have to be more careful about keeping clean. You have to be more careful about keeping clean, but that just comes with good hygiene, as like with anything. Which is what you any be single doing part anyway. of your body. You should be getting into the crevices and cleaning that shit out. Right. No matter what. And also drying properly. Because yes. you don't want moisture to like collect in any areas, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Also, with foreskin, some people have um, much more sensitive foreskin that doesn't pull all the way back or doesn't mm-hmm. pull back as easily. Mm-hmm. So just be careful with that. But you know what? We could be teaching this. We could be teaching this in high school when it comes to body safe things. Because a lot of things that I saw in um like share and sex ed mm. or circumcised penises like that was supposed to be norm i'm right. not circumcised let me tell you that probably wait now. you're not i'm not circumcised i thought you were really yeah no all the snapchats it looks like you are mm-hmm. well like i played at different angles oh okay. that's fair okay yeah that's good good for you some people get some some people get the other ones i had to leave a le- lead a life of mystery i like it <laughs> but the, like you don't get to learn a lot what. about that <laughs> and then because there's this stigma against being uncircumcised it makes it really hard and people feel shame about it so then no one looks up information nobody asks questions and everyone's kind of stuck in this thing we're like oh well it's just this weird thing that i'm supposed to feel shameful about and that's bullshit yeah it's that's bullshit. garbage yeah and it's supposed to be like isn't it supposed to be more nerve endings, and so it's supposed to be better sex for the guy if they're uncircumcised, yeah. right? And then why would you deny someone that? Because that's not the norm. That's it doesn't matter what the benefits of it. It matters what society says is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Oh. When Chad and I were um, talking about potentially having kids, mm-hmm. we had a very long conversation about whether or not we were going to circumcise if it was a boy. Mm-hmm. And it finally kind of got to the point where I was just like, listen, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it, okay? Because clearly we didn't cross that bridge. Um, But we went back and forth. I was really, really conflicted because on one hand, I am Jewish. And so that is like the thing to do. Um, But on the other, like, yeah, like if they, as you see later in this episode, this dude decides to get circumcised really late in life. But he does decide to do it, which is a thing that can happen. Yeah. And so they can always make that decision later, and I feel like that is a decision for him to make. Yeah. Um, and then Chad made another, like, a really fine point that he's like, if I'm raising this child, and he doesn't, um, and he sees that my penis is different from his penis, is it going to make him worry that he's different, that he's wrong? And, like, will it give him some sort of complex growing up? And I'm like, oh, that's a fair point, too. That's a fair point, but that comes with uneducation. True. Because that's you not having conversation. That's you not talking to your child. That's you not addressing a potential issue beforehand before it becomes an issue. But is that, I mean, on one hand, though, is that the type of thing where it's just going to happen anyway? Like, my mom never told me that I wasn't pretty or that I wasn't, you know, whatever. But she always had really long, thick, like, black hair and olive complexion. And that's always what I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to look like. I mm-hmm. wanted to look like Cher my whole life. But when you listen to interviews with Cher, she wanted to look like her mother and her sister, who are, like, blonde hair, fair skin, blue eyes. 
she wanted to look like that her whole life. So are you always going to be like that anyway with something? I think you are. And I think the more that parents push for, like, accept yourself first. Like, obviously, like, you some, you want to play with your image every now and then. Sure. And everyone falls into the, like, oh, but the person on the magazine looks pretty. I would like to look like them. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through that phase. Right. But I think we have the communication of, like, okay, but this is who you are. Accept yourself and then try to move on. Don't don't try to move on to accept yourself. Don't change anything about yourself to accept yourself. Accept yourself and then change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with... Because I was always on the thing. I'm like, it's not a decision how my child's body is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. If I ever have children and if they ever have penis, I'm going to keep them uncircumcised until the point where they would like to be circumcised. And if that's what they choose, then we can go through that procedure. Mm-hmm. Only because... Getting a circumcision is easier than being circumcised and then deciding you want foreskin and getting foreskin surgery mm-hmm. back. Because, like, that's a thing that I read about. Really? It, yeah. But it seems like it's a... It... it The surgery gets wonky. The connecting tissues feel a little bit weird. And it, like, doesn't it's, work yeah, the same way. It's not way. the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I still appreciate, like, that. But... Like, just education. Yeah. Talk to, talk sure. to your children about how to maintain proper hygiene. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something different than yourself, it's time to do some fucking research. Yeah. Go try to take the easy route. That's fair. And the conversation that we just had is scores better than the relationship that the girls had about uncircumcised versus circumcised penises. Granted, there were some fantastic one-liners, some of the best of the season in this conversation. Mm-hmm. But as far as education, as far as acceptance, they're garbage people. And here's my thing. I think you can have a preference. For sure. I, 110% you can be a preference. But I don't like the shame that comes with it. I don't like the body shame. Especially me growing up in the United States of America, where a bunch of my Caucasian friends were circumcised. And then them shaming people who are uncircumcised. And me being a dark person in this country, mm. being body shamed for what I look like that I'm already insecure about. Oh. And then like, oh, that's not nice. And then like being an adult now, like, well, I'm comfortable with who I am. Like, there are obviously things about yeah. my body that I don't appreciate as much as I should. But this is my vessel. And I'm going to take care of this vessel. And then to be body shamed again, <laughs> like, it just always sucks. And then Charlotte has a line, she's like, he seems like a nice, he seems like such a nice waspy guy. What went wrong? I was like, oh. Yeah, that was You so can say it is not your taste. You do not yeah. say that it's bad. You don't say that it's nasty. You don't say that it's the wrong way to do right. it. Right. Like, that's just so fucking shitty. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. And, like, I don't understand, like, not just giving things a chance. Like, I personally have never been with an uncircumcised penis but i would try it like mm-hmm. i don't see that i mean it probably feels exactly the same like so you, yeah it doesn't do probably, anything for you yeah like it's probably exactly the same and then at that point it's like that is none of your business anymore. and that's it it is none of your business yeah it's like that is attached to another person you can fuck off you don't have an opinion about it you're not allowed to have an opinion about it like you can have an opinion just don't be a fucking asshole yeah just don't be a bitch about it it's uh, so awful so um the next scene um where we go into act two ooh. i'm just kidding <laughs> i was listening to the riverdale register today and they're talking about the ads and i freaking love when they do that when um when, when he, john yeah when john's like like well and you know then then that that's the end of act two and i'm like I, it's not a play guys it's just but it's, it's the structure of television. I, it's adorable, but no. <laughs> I love John. I love you. No, I John love and Caitlin. Too. I would die for you guys. I'm still waiting for that spike script. Perfect. <laughs> no, I love it. I love them. They're so cute. But when he was like, "Yeah, and that's the end of um, it's the end of Act 2 I'm like, "You're cute." <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so um, the next scene, because I'm garbage, that's just the next scene because it's a 30 minute episode. Um, it's a 25 minute It's a 25 minute episode. Minute episode. Uh, Big flirts with the waitress, um, starts smoking a cigar, and she says, It's not really me, it's the other patrons. And so he goes around to like all five of the other patrons and asks if it's okay if he smokes his cigar. And can I just say, this entire series has literally no idea, and it changes from episode to episode, whether or not Big is an extrovert or an introvert. Because I swear to God, in the movies, he's always like, oh, I don't want to go out. We went out, you know, three weeks ago. Like, he does not want to be out, do anything. Mm. Um, but he'll, he'll go to a restaurant and he'll sing to her. I, I one. I think this show has many different problems, especially with its characters. For sure. The only justification that I could say would be that the movie's big is obviously years more mature than the big that we're seeing now. Fair. So he could have had time to be like, well, you know what? Like I did my younger days. I did the being out. Like I'm, I'm ready to settle down and be here at home. Like that's not what I find suitable anymore. That's fair. Regardless, we have seen some episodes where Big's like, no, I don't fucking want to go out. Yeah. And he's, and then the next episode he's singing at an Italian restaurant that speaks Spanish. Right. Maybe I'm just gonna go with that. He's an ambivert. He for my own sanity. Character whiplash. Yes, yes, he does. He's figuring himself out. He's still trying to find himself, even at age 72. <laughs> for, for Sex in the City 3. <laughs> and then Carrie, said, Carrie has very many issues with what's going on. That's the theme of the thing, trying to mm-hmm. change people. Yep. And Carrie is upset that Big flirted with the waitress and, like, mm-hmm. ogled her. But then she says that her issue is with... Well, in her head, she says that the issue is with the cigarette. And then she says that she... Mm-hmm. Or the cigar. And mm-hmm. she calls him arrogant, but, like, in a nice joking manner. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, huh, you're so arrogant. Mm-hmm. Trying to address an issue, but mm-hmm. because she said it the way she did, it wasn't interpreted as an issue. Right. So and he's then, like, I thought that's what you liked about me. Yeah. Which is what she likes about him. Two points. One. Mm-hmm. What does Carrie like about Big? And what does Big like about Carrie? And point the second... If you're going to address an issue, you can't do it in a joking manner. Nope. Because the person will then not see that as a joke. Mm-hmm. Or will, will see we'll it as see a joke and not as yeah. an issue. Yeah. And then you're going to get frustrated that, that it wasn't dealt with. Mm-hmm. And it's going to build up until you get mad at it. And they're like, I didn't know you actually had a problem with it because you said it like it was a fucking joke. If you're going to mm-hmm. address an issue, address an issue. Right. Yeah. No, it's not okay. And I... Yeah. So Carrie... What What is Carrie's team big? I don't... I mean... I can see... Well, I don't know what she sees in him because he's a different person every single time. <laughs> so I can't answer that question. I feel... And I really can't answer the question what big season carry. She's like a psychopath most of the time. Yeah. And I just don't... He's so easygoing when it comes to just like... Th- once she actually is straight up about something, and I mean straight up, like stop smoking that cigar, he will do it. And... For that, like, that's pretty awesome that he's a good guy, that he's just like, what, you don't like this? Okay, I'm done doing it. It's when she gets, like, super philosophical and stupid that he doesn't know what to do. I just want something to be different. What? (laughs) What? Fucking say what you want. You know what's the most accurate scene that, like, I can't make fun of? Mm -hmm. Is in The Notebook. 
when Ryan Gosling is shouting at Rachel McAdams. He's like, what do you want? Tell me what you want. Because mm-hmm. like this entire time, he's like, oh, that didn't work. Here's what I'm going to do to build this up. She's involved with someone else. And she's like, I can't do this. And he's like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Fuck what other people want. Fuck what you're supposed to do. Tell me what you want. Mm-hmm. And then from then, they start their budding relationship, and it works out for them. I think couples need to tell each other that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, get in people's face. Like, what do, do you, you want? want? Yeah. I just think everyone needs to be direct and open with each other. Seriously. And when something's an issue, talk about an issue. Don't put it off. Don't hold it off. Yep. Don't fucking try to make a joke about it. Say yeah. what is on your mind and say it when you're supposed to. And say it right then and there when you can fix the problem. Yeah. Kill the problem at the root. Exactly. And even say if you don't know. Because there's plenty of times where I'm like, I don't know what I want right now. But I don't I'm want confused. that. I'm confused. I'm not sure. I will let you know <laughs> Like once I figure it out. But yeah, there. But most of the time, if you're upset and you're having a problem, it's because I don't want you to do X, Y, Z. And that's all. That's also an acceptable thing. I don't want you to do that, or mm-hmm. I don't like when you do that. Yeah. You don't have to have a solution, although a solution would be better. Would be great. Yeah. But if something's a problem, be like, hey, I don't know what we can do to fix this, but this is an issue for me. This upsets me. This is something that I don't like. This doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because then that's collaborative. Because then, like, oh, okay, I didn't, thank you for bringing my attention. You don't like this? How about I do this instead? How about we do this instead? We can work something out. Because you also shouldn't be the one just coming up with the answers for every single issue. Mm-hmm. Collaborative. Right. Exactly. Which takes us <laughs> to the couldn't help but wonder moment. Can you change a man? Can you change a man? Yes, I believe you can change a man. Why are you trying to change people? I believe that a man can change himself. I don't think that anyone else can change him. I believe that's correct. I agree with that. I think you can push people in a direction. Like, you can guide a, what, you can guide a camel to a pond, but you can't force him to drink. What was the thing? <laughs> you, can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I said the same thing. But, like, I made mine a little less, like, Eurocentric. Right. Check your privilege. Can lead Nass to water. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh that bitch is thirsty. But for real, like, side note, have you seen that, that Tumblr post with the baby donkeys don't do this to me right now you know i'm emotionally volatile right now and i can't (laughs) fucking handle it also i saw this video today of baby farm animals hugging on their owners Mm -hmm. and i don't know why i was inspired i'm like if i ever have a child Mm -hmm. i'm gonna call them donkey (laughs) i don't know why but i saw this little donkey just prancing towards a child and instead of being like oh this is cute i'm like how can i ruin my child's life i'm gonna (laughs) nickname them little donkey or little donk for sure i love it well spoiler alert you can find it on my tumblr page along with the caption that i added on the bottom which is when I said I needed a little ass, this is exactly what I was I talking fucking about. Hate it. <laughs> but to bring it back to this ass. I'm sorry, sorry, to um, bring it back to this. I agree. I think yeah. that a man can change himself. I don't think that you can change him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that stops people from trying. For sure. As, and it, like the way Carrie said, like you can manipulate people into doing something that you want them to. Mm-hmm. I totally agree that that's something that you can do. I don't think you should. I don't think that's a strong mm-hmm. relationship factor. I think that you're fucking crazy if you're trying to manipulate someone into doing something that you want mm-hmm. it's collaborative it's yeah, a union it's right. a partnership you guys have to build off of each other mm-hmm. you guys have to work together 
And here's my thing. For every one thing that you're trying to change to someone else, what are you changing about yourself to accommodate them? Right. Yeah, you have to think about how you are needing to improve yourself as well. I feel like a lot of people in relationships, once they get in relationships, it's all about the other person and they stop worrying about their personal growth. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. And it's so hard. And people are always looking for someone to accept them for exactly who they are. Who they are. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But also, are you fucking reciprocating that? Are you loving that person exactly the way they are? No, this thing bugs you about them. Yeah, you still love them, but that thing bugs you about them. Mm-hmm. And you wish that that would change. They're thinking the same thing about you. Yeah. Are you going to be willing to do that if you're asking them to do that? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah. And it, like, because um, in my relationship, me and my boyfriend have had several issues where, like, we just don't agree on similar things. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, like, have a big, long discussion about it. And usually my boyfriend's always the one that's like, okay, well, this is what I can do. This is what I can do. And then I'm always like, and then one of my biggest frustrations has always been, no, tell me what I, tell me what I could do for you. Mm. Tell me what I can do too, because it shouldn't just be about you changing. Right. And I, I feel, yeah, it should always be like bargaining, I feel. It should always kind of be like, this is what I want to happen. And they say, this is what I want to happen. And from there, you have the conversation about how you're going to make that work together. Who's yeah. Give and take a little, where can it end up? Like, freaking Steve and Miranda, literally all they needed to do was have a conversation and have her say, listen, I just, I cannot have sex in the mornings. I need to get ready. I'm cranky. I don't enjoy it. It's not great. And so he would say, okay, well... Let's try and do it the second that I I get back from the bar. Go to sleep a little early. I'll wake you up with it, and it'll be sexy. And then, you know, boom, it's done. The worst thing out. Compromise. All they had to do was talk. All they had to do was talk. And also with that, you also shouldn't be the person that's changing everything about yourself mm-hmm. to accommodate the other person. For sure, because then it's not a balanced relationship. It's not a balanced relationship. Like, the, when we say balance, we mean... Balance. Give and take for each person equally. Not one person surrendering themselves to the other person. Not you surrendering yourself for that person. Not that person surrendering everything they are for you. Mm-hmm. Balance, partnership, union, right. <laughs> work together, collab. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and it's so easy to say this. Yeah. And of tell course. people about it. Yeah. And then in practice, it's very difficult. It is. You, it's so hard. Yeah. So it's not us just like shit talking people who don't have their shit together because like I don't have my shit together Nobody has their shit together. all yeah but these are steps that we can follow to make it a little bit easier yeah. for everybody yeah for sure <laughs> so um the next scene um uh, is drag queen bingo which was that ever really a thing was that a thing so much that they had to put it in sex in the city or is that something that sex in the city just made up doesn't matter don't tell my boyfriend about it because he's gonna want to take me and I will not go that's fair I don't I don't get it I don't understand. What do bingo and drag queens have in common? Nothing. Obnoxious. Fair. Uh, I would never do bingo anyway, but it's like throw drag queens in there and then I'm like, seriously, a whole bunch of people looking better than me playing a game I don't want to play. But but here's the thing. Boring. like the, the parts that make drag queens interesting, like their performances, like what they're doing, are being put to... They're not being put to good use because they're right? just reading numbers. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's yeah. not any more exciting than some old bitch just reading numbers because, like, I'm still not paying attention to whatever the fuck they're doing. I'm paying attention to my fucking board right. and I'd be talking shit because I'm really bad at bingo for some reason and I never win. I'm going to be mad regardless. It doesn't matter if you put a fucking drag queen. It doesn't matter if you put Dwanya the Rock Johnson. Like, I'm still <laughs> going to be fucking pissed because I'm not going <laughs> to win. Yeah, no, unfair. And I was like, meh. And so, do you think Sex and the City knew that they would, could have that power though, if they pretended like it was a real thing and then it like caught on? I would say so, just because they literally 
all the places that they go, like when they say, you know, I went to the club, bed, I went to go into, you know, Nile or whatever, those are real bars. Those were real clubs that actually existed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, very much the same way that Gossip Girl was, mm-hmm. you know, where they went to all of these bars, clubs, these party scenes. All kind these of places things. that served underage children, so you shouldn't support those places anyways, because they were all getting drunk in public. Fair, yes, true. But also, they were real places. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Gossip Girl was the one who brought Sleep No More into like everybody, like everyone everyone's knowledge essentially Sean was super mad about that episode because he really likes Sleep No More and then he was like live texting me during the episode where they went to go Sleep No More like these motherfuckers are taking off their masks they're not even following the characters nah. they're just starting their own fucking drama and there's shows going on yeah they need to get the fuck out or get involved he was so, I'm so mad angry. <laughs> see in that I was like looking and I was like that's pretty cool like I would go to Sleep No More because it didn't seem as scary as when people describe it Mm-hmm. When people describe it, I'm like, I ain't having any of that haunted house shit. Oh, that's what I live for. Well, I know that's what you live, live for, for but I don't like it. Like, I... Quick story. <laughs> um, the last time that I went to a haunted house, <gasps> it was um, Halloween in the 90s. Oh, wow. Um, super late 90s. Maybe early 2000s. Okay. Um, and we... Like, me and my two guy friends decided to go to Fernley because they had a corn maze. Yes. So we went to Fernley. Actually, we called them first and we were like, hey, are you guys open, like, at 10 or whatever? And they're like, yeah. We drive to Fernley. Mm-hmm. We get to where the corn maze is supposed to be. And this is, like, legit printed it out on, like, MapQuest level. This is That was this, a hell of a throwback. Yeah, this is how long ago it was. And so we get there. And the whole cornfield is leveled. What the fuck? Yeah. And so we're like, what the fuck happened? There's a couple of fucking people standing out in the middle of it, like children of the corn style. No. And so we go up to them and we're like, what the fuck happened? And they're like, oh, somebody must have done it last night. And it's like, you couldn't have told us this on the phone? When we called you earlier fucking today. Yeah, when we called you, like, fuck you, man. So we drove to um, Carson instead, and um, the Ormsby House, mm-hmm. which is an old abandoned hotel, they had decided like to rent it out for Halloween, and they turned it into a giant, huge, freaking haunted house. Yeah, man. Enormous. It was crazy. You wouldn't have been in because you would have been like four, I think, probably. <laughs> um, but but it was so it was crazy. So I was just like, oh god, I don't like haunted houses, guys. But I guess I'll go in. Whatever. I got in a fight with one of the actors because he like freaking he startled me, and like I just I didn't know how I reacted like when I was startled, and so I like took a swing at him, <laughs> and he's like you're not supposed to touch the actors. And I'm like, you're not supposed to get in my face like that, bro. I didn't say bro, because bro wasn't a thing at the time. Probably said dude. Because I, <laughs> I, I say dude all the time anyway. But I was like, well, dude, don't get in my fucking face like that. So we got into an argument. Legitimately, this, like, guy and I. And I was just like, fire, fuck you, man. Like, we almost actually came to blows. Yes. And after that, I was like, clearly I'm not good with being startled because I will just hit someone in the face. It's not a good idea for me to be in 
a haunted house. And I appreciate that you can organize that and that you would get out of it. Because there are certain people who are like, I hate going to haunted houses, but still go to haunted houses and get, like, mad. Yeah, no. It's like, you fucking know yourself. Why do you do this? They, I did get dragged into the, the haunted house thingy at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. like, many, many, many years later. But I was just like, okay, but here's what's going to happen. I'm burying my face in your back, and that's how we're going. That's how we're going through. Because if I see somebody, if someone startles me, I will swing. Who's <laughs> gonna put you in fucking handcuffs? You're right. No, it was, it was a bad idea. And I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. That entire thing was crazy. And I did. Oh, God, I'm lying. I went to another one. So I went to another one in Vegas um, that was nuts. It was like built up from the ground up in a parking lot. And it was like all of these crazy, insane things, I guess. Because I didn't see it. Because I was like, all right, face in back. That's what's happening. And then we got to a we got to a room. And they're like, Paige, you need to look. And I'm like, fuck you. What did I say? I'm not looking. And they're like, no, literally, we can't find a way out. We need help. <sighs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And I opened my eyes. And the room is white. It's bright, it's white, and it just looks like you just walked into the light like you're dead. And legitimately, nobody else, because they'd been... Well, and, like, I guess my eyes have been, like, dark, too, but I think mine are a little bit more sensitive, and they knew that, so they were like, bitch, we need help. Yeah. And I, so I, like, looked around and found, like, the one shadowy part, and I'm, like, just pointed to it, and I was, like, over there, that's the door, and buried my head, and that was it. <laughs> like, that, and I, then I was, like, done. Oh, man. I, I love... I love scary mazes. I live for them. Like, they bring me so much joy. And I wish I could get my, out of my head enough to, like, get scared by them. Because I'm always, every time I walk through, I'm like, okay, well, if I was in charge, like, how would I do it? Like, okay, I would put someone there. I would scare someone right here. I would set this up to do this. And, like, that's usually how it plays out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not... You're, you're not I'm not, it. like, yeah. mad at it. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking cool. So I like going people who get scared at it. Like, me and Challen went to... The haunted house that they did at the Aces Ballpark, which mm-hmm. was super cool. I loved it. It was amazing. And then we went to another one that they did um, in Spanish Springs on the way to Pyramid. Mm-hmm. And that was in an actual corn maze. And it was Ooh, so nice. great. And Chalm gets, like, mad scared. Not not like he's going to throw punches. Right. But he's just like, God damn it! <laughs> like, he gets frustrated. Yeah, like, he gets he's frustrated like, damn it, you got scared. me. <laughs> yeah, and it is so funny. And then we went to Universal Studios Hollywood, mm-hmm. like, for their Hollywood Nights of Horror. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's that was crazy. so much fun. And people will just follow you around the park and be, it gets so, like, scary and creepy. Yeah. And I'm, like, enjoying it. I'm like, oh, my God. That's so scary. This is so much fun. And Charles like, I fucking hate them. Stop following me. Go. Go. My favorite memory is me and Charles walking through a purge zone. Mm-hmm. And this guy just comes up to us, scares the fuck out of Challen, and I have a drumstick in my thigh, or <laughs> in my in my hand, like yeah. eating it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, bruh, or no, it was a turkey leg. It was a turkey leg because I was so excited because I bought the Jurassic Park ride. Yeah. And he just comes up to me, and Challen's like jumping and like screaming, and I'm just taking a bite of it. Like, bruh, sick. <laughs> and just keeps walking. Challen's like, why did you get scared? And I was like, because like, it was impressive. Because it was cool. I had a turkey leg. If I got scared, I'd have thrown my turkey leg. That's so awesome. So what I want to do, I think we should do it. We should do it together. I, I don't want it to be, like, as scary so much, 
but like shocking i want to do like a sleep no more at the ormsby house but i don't want to do shakespeare yeah me either i don't want to do i don't want to do hamlet i want to like pick something that's like super interesting we should just write something Okay, I meant I was gonna offer that, but I don't want to be like too tooting my own horn, but like too too bitch. But yeah. that also we have to get back to the episode. We have to. Sorry. Okay, we're gonna to try to step. We're not it, even like halfway through. Yeah, we are. We're almost done. I'm not. Oh, um, we're gonna start a separate podcast where we just talk about our scary adventures. Right. That's <gasps> gonna be awesome. Can I be a professional scary person? Yes. Just in life, yeah. Yeah, like I just go do all the scary <laughs> stuff and just be like, bruh. That would be uh, no, I yeah. I'm oh man, do it. it would have to be a video pod or a video show. Let's do a video show. Please. I'll, I'll video if edit it. If listening and anyone has any connections, please, I want, <laughs> I want to. to do. I want to make my profession just being scared. <laughs> so okay, so they're at Drag Queen Bingo, which isn't a thing and it's stupid. Um, and they, I have this as a quote because you said something and now I can't remember what it is because that was like you know three hours ago um and it's because you were oh god i can't i wish i could remember but the quote is um women grow up faster because they're held accountable at a younger age Mm -hmm. and i was just like that's i saw that quote or something akin to that quote like something close to that quote today and i was like shit you right (laughs) like it does make a lot of sense like there we are we're how like we're told to be responsible whereas boys will be boys which is fucking bullshit which is it's total bullshit um i think we're gonna change society with this podcast because we are calling people out we are it's super awesome (laughs) you know who gets called out samantha oh my god there's a drag queen that she used to sleep with and now is basically dressed up like a drag queen samantha at drag queen bingo what was her name like her her person name brad something with a j no maybe brad i don't know maybe brad whoever whoever this person he recognizes samantha he's like samantha and he's like it's me it's her (laughs) name here then she's like it's her name here followed by last name and he's like yeah it's me <laughs> and then she was like oh i used to have sex with him and then that's when they had the like oh it turns out you can change apparently a man. you can change a man <laughs> and then this other drag queen who is representative of miss saigon he's like samantha we need you to pass out more boards and then samantha's like <gasps> because this person who she fucked is now modeling her drag after Samantha. Mm-hmm. And he's like, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And then he walks away and Samantha's like, I'm prettier though. Like, <laughs> like I need my friends to confirm that I'm prettier. Okay, also, can we just point out that this episode, Samantha had sex with zero dudes. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Take a shot. Take a shot. Um, and the next scene is... Carrie waiting for like two hours for Big to come home. Half an hour. Okay, thank you. Because I totally heard two hours, so thank you for correcting me. She said a time. Half an hour is different because I was like, two hours? What the fuck's wrong with you? Go home. Go home. Dude, just do something. That makes way more sense to me. Now that I know it was a half an hour, but that's still too long to make somebody wait. But we do, I do want to talk about this because this has come up recently in my relationship mm-hmm. about being late to things. Mm-hmm. What is your standard? What is your limit about punctuality, about plans and dates and things? Um, I will read you my notes as confirmation. So, people who are flakes do not have the right to complain about flakes. 
and that's how I feel about that because I am on time or early to absolutely everything and I get that there are people that do not have that ability mm-hmm. that they're just chronically late whatever but as long as they know that about themselves and as long as they know that they're good with that like utility players had a running gag about it mm-hmm. like we were like okay let's all meet at 7 which we all know means 7.30 yeah and that's like great because you already know like you, you know those people are arriving late whatever and I don't have a problem with people arriving late unless we're on a timetable or if I'm legitimately waiting somewhere because I will basically if you keep me waiting in a public space I won't hang out with you again which is absolutely fair like I just won't do it I'll be like you know what no if you're if we're hanging all out in a group that's totally fine if you're meeting me at my house where I could very easily just be dicking around on the computer and like actually spending my time what like how I want to be spending it then that's fine but if I'm at a coffee shop waiting for your ass and I have to wait longer than 10 minutes for you to show up at the time that we stated we were going to do it I hate you I hate you and you probably shouldn't show up at all because I'll be cranky the whole time that we're together and that's just me but I'm not a flake Mm-hmm. And I, that pisses me off in the scene with Carrie is that she's like, you can't be waiting a half an hour. I'm like, but you keep people waiting all the time. You constantly just don't do what you're supposed like, to. Like you had a photo shoot that was supposed to be all about you and you showed up looking like trash and you deserved what you got. Ooh. She did though. But anyway, how do you feel about it? Because I know that you are not a I am not person. a person who's on a like schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the concept of time. Like I get that time <laughs> passes. I don't understand how time passes in relation to me. Because I will be like, oh, I have to be there in 20 minutes. Okay, I'll leave. It's a 15-minute drive. I'll leave in 15 minutes so I can get there on time. Mm. Because, one, also, if I have ever, by the miracle of God, have gone somewhere early, (laughs) even if it's with someone who is always on time, for some reason they're running late, (laughs) and then I'm like, why am I here? I probably didn't want to be there to begin with. Right. And then part two, you I could have been productive. I could have been doing something else. I probably didn't have to rush doing something else. Because I'm never late because I have nothing to do. I'm never late because like, I couldn't pick my ass out of bed. Right. Always late because I'm doing something else and then it runs over. Yeah. Because I work with actors. <laughs> I work in the theater community. Nothing's ever on time. Right. Fair. Ever. Mm-hmm. And, um... And, but then I also don't want to, f- I don't want the people who know me to be like, yeah, well, you're always fucking late to everything. So, like, that's kind of bullshit. Because this is what I'm coming back into. Mm. You know that I'm going to be late. I, whenever, I don't commit to hard times. I'm always like, I'll try to be there around this time. Yeah. And that's my thing. I never am like, I will be there exactly at this time. Mm. I know that I'm not going to be, and I know that I'm not going to be early. Yeah. And that, so I mean, that's that, like, and that happens, and I get that. Like, I think that. You and I usually work pretty well together in that sense. Like, today... Like, I legitimately thought that you guys have always gotten out of rehearsal at 9. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at 9.30 is when I start to worry that, like, you were raped in the alley or something. And so, I'm always like, um, are you okay? <laughs> like, are you, are you dead? What happened? Mm-hmm. And it's always when, like, I start to worry about you. But I literally, like, the last time that we recorded, um, when you buzzed up, I was like oh shit it is past nine like wasn't even paying attention but that's because i'm at my house and i'm doing my thing yeah. like it's not that big of a deal and then with that it's also really hard though because like i'm stage managing for a show 
if we get out at 9.30, I can't be like, oh, I'll be at your house at 9.10 or mm-hmm. at 9.40. Right. Because also, if the rehearsal ends at 9.30, that, that's the actor's time. Mm-hmm. That's the time that the actors are like, oh, okay, we're done with what we need to do. Right. But I still, still have to, like, figure to, like, out some things. Up. I need to lock up. I need to do yeah. go over notes with the director. That's right. going to take us a while. Yeah. So I can't commit to anything right after that, too. Mm-hmm. And then even then... We're hurt, like the show's about to start soon. Yeah, it's getting close. It, like the yeah. rehearsals are going to go a little bit longer, despite the time limits that we set up for. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Or at work, mm-hmm. like if I'm supposed to be there from this time to this time, I can't guarantee that I'll be there 15 minutes later. Because then, what if it was busy? What if I was helping a customer and I went over my time? Mm-hmm. I also just can't leave. Right. Like I have responsibilities, I have obligations. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of my plans usually feature other people. Where I'm like, oh, I have to go pick this person up. Then that person has to be ready. Mm-hmm. Then we have to go do this, and we have to go do that, and we have to be there by a certain time. I cannot do that. Right. It is very difficult, especially when I don't understand how time works. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, this 10-minute drive has felt like an hour. Mm. And then the next two minutes can be by in a second. Right. And like, I don't understand how that works because I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. it. My body doesn't know how it correlates to it. I never feel like enough time has been enough time it's always too much time or too little time yeah i'm never like oh nope that felt like an hour (laughs) ever and so like there's there are people who have adjusted who are like oh if we stay around this time i'm gonna leave my house 10 minutes later Mm. and i'll probably still be there a little bit earlier than you are Mm. but that's because we know who you are right that is totally fine yeah and people who are early to things and want to make plans with me i'm gonna save you the trouble just don't make plans with me (laughs) because i've had friends who are like Oh, I'm a person who runs early. I'm like, hey, I'm always running late. I'm upfront about it. I'm never, ever going to be the person that's like, I will be there specifically at this time. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to be there at this time. And then when people get there early and then I get there late, then they're like, well, I could have been more productive. I could have been doing more things. Uh, Yeah, you could have. Why did you decide to be early? (laughs) And like, that's the kind of person they are. So they also can't control it. Like, some people need to be early. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I'm very future oriented in the sense that I like to plan everything. Mm -hmm. Like everything i think about like okay well jd's gonna come over at 9 30 and then we're gonna record until like 11 45 and then i'm gonna sleep for 8.5 hours and then i'm going to do this and then i'm gonna do that and i want to go grocery shopping before i go to work like it's dumb like my whole week mm-hmm. legitimately for the rest That's of the exhausting. week it is full but it's part of the anticipation and like what i get out of life like i like to plan things yeah. i like to have everything set up i like to have everything be scheduled yes. like when I can go into a week on Monday knowing what I'm going to be doing Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday especially if worked into that time is my alone time mm-hmm. and my time to just do whatever the fuck that I want to do with myself like Netflix and like writing and just being by myself and having that time to myself I love that yeah. And that's just who I am and I realize that not everyone's like that. And like if I'm meeting up with you somewhere and I know that you're probably going to be a little late, I will go and do something close to that location. I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm just going to hit it up at Big Lots. Tell me when you get there." Yeah. Like, which is which is fine. Yeah. And I'm a person who who likes to plan things. But my plans never go according to plan. <laughs> yeah. And I can yeah. And, Ever. They always run over. They Someone always switches them because I don't live in this bubble where everything works out perfectly all the time. Mm-hmm. And then even if I have a nice set plan, I people in my immediate circle 
don't work the same way that I do. So then people are like, oh, well, you're always so busy. You never have time for this. You never have time for that. Or, like, I just can't call you up and invite you somewhere because you're probably busy. Yeah, but, I mean, you, like, you legitimately overschedule yourself, too. <laughs> like, there's there was a um, an opportunity that I was told to present to you recently. And I was like, listen, he doesn't really like to do it. I'm going to ask him anyway, like, for you, but... And you said no, and I was like, I'm so proud of you. You said no. You put your foot down. You need alone time, and, and you recognized it, and I guilty about love it. you. No, but don't feel guilty about it. Oh, but it's not. I can't stop Dude, it. Dude, don't. I, yeah. And then I was with someone who constantly likes to make plans with me mm-hmm. when that happened. And uh, I was like, well, I'm like super busy now. It'll My schedule will clear up soon. I will have a bit more free time in my schedule. Mm-hmm. And then I got your message, and then I was like, I, I, because like, of the I person who it is, <laughs> I would, I would like to help them. Right. But based off of everything that I've been doing, like, I just need a break, so my answer is no, unfortunately. Right. And they're like, yeah, you can have so much more free time, we can go do this, we can go do this, we can go do this. I was like, are you already trying to fit some fucking plans? Into my alone Into time. my break time. Yeah. Is that what the fuck you're trying to do? Right. Yeah, and I mean. And then people I, don't get it, and everyone yeah, wants to be, like, don't. the exception. To be like, you need to take a break from everything, but also you should be available when I want you to be available. Right, which I'm, like, I'm totally okay. susceptible to because I'm like, we gotta record this podcast. Yes, and I feel it. And there's some like, there's still some obligations. Like, yes, I would like to fit in time to fit the podcast. Yeah. Yes, I would like to go to dinner with my family. Right. Yes, I would like to fit in time with my boyfriend. Yes, mm-hmm. I would like to fit in time with my best friend. Also, yeah, I want to go see a play around the thing. Yes, yeah, I would also right? like to take a day trip. Also, yes, I would like to catch up with friends that I haven't seen in a while. Sure. Also, I have friends who are going away to college, so like I would like to see them before they go. Right. Also, people's birthdays are coming up. Yeah, like it's. Like, a it's never ending and it's, it's like crazy never ending. but i want to i just want to remind you that i have absolutely offered to make plans with you and cancel them at the last minute so that we can both be alone <laughs> i will do that for you i am not a plan canceling girl but i will do it i love canceling plans. <laughs> speaking um, so of anyway. time like yeah. i just want to mention that the title of my autobiography mm-hmm. is i'm sorry i'm late and other lies <laughs> yes. It's going to be great. It's going to be me telling about all these stories that were exaggerated and then me telling the real life versions of them. <laughs> and then me at the end, the final chapter is me and the truths that I've learned about myself and I stopped lying. Oh. It's going to be fucking delicious. Freaking write that. I'm in the process of it. Good. You know what? Let's make some time to get together and then I'll cancel on you and you use that time to write it because <laughs> I so, so want to read that. That is amazing. <gasps> All right, let's get back to this episode. <laughs> We're going to finish the fucking episode today, we have I to, Yeah, we have to finish this episode. We don't even have a so, special guest today. No, I mean, right? Um, I So, okay, I have my note on here. So, Carrie and Big get into an argument because blah. Um, my note, though, is would a guy seriously go and sleep on his own couch? Like, yeah. Re- okay, really? Because I would be like, go home. Uh, I think, despite being angered, I think we live in a society that tells men that they can't be mean to women. So despite, I think it would take something really heavy for a man to be like, get out of my house. I think girls kick out guys from their, from girls' house more often than men would kick a woman out. Okay, fair enough. I think it would take something strong for that to happen. Yeah, but you got punched in the face. Yes, but just like the, just the ingraining of a man is a man and this is what a man's supposed to do. You would not tell a girl to go sleep on the couch. Like you would be chivalrous and you'd be like, despite me being fucking angry and you being wrong, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. To be chivalrous, but also to have that man thing, like, 
this is what a man's supposed to do, and you're fucking welcome that I'm gonna go sleep on the couch. You should be fucking thankful. Because that's what chivalry inspires, Ugh. is the feeling of entitlement also. That's awful. It's disgusting. That is so bad. This is the episode where we just fucking tear down society. It's terrible. Physical violence is never the answer. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he Carrie says punches that. the shit out of bit. Yeah, he punches the shit out of bit. It was really bad. It was stupid and... Then, like, an hour later, she decides that he can't sleep either and, like, drips cold water on his face. Like She's, like, holding this bag of ice. Okay, yeah. so hold I think we need to explain the scene. Okay. So, Carrie is mad that Big showed up late. Big's like, okay, I'm sorry, like, let's head upstairs. Like, mm-hmm. then let's make the most of it. And then she's like, you know what? No, I don't want to fucking do this. Not if you don't care that I'm mad that you're late. And Big's like, okay, but, like, I do care. But what do you want me to do? Like, I'm late. I right. can't go back in time. Yeah. And so they're figuring the thing. And she's like, well, I'm just upset. Like, you you could give me a key. Like, mm-hmm. and then I could wait inside your apartment and not out here. Like, the right. doorman thinks I'm a, I'm a hooker. Mm-hmm. And she's and then she's like, or we can do this at my house. And right. you can just show up whenever and I'll be at my house. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, kind of plays it off. Like, he's like, no, I don't like those ideas. Yeah. And then they're doing whatever. Then they fall asleep. And then Big rolls over and accidentally knocks Carrie out of the bed. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie is super fucking mad. And then Big's like, what's going on? Looks up inside the bed. She socks him in the face. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> and then she's mad that he didn't register her in his space. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's like I'm not even here. Like, you just pushed me off and you, like, it wasn't even a thing. And he's like, not used to you being there. So that's fucking true. Like... I legitimately, I most of the time, if there's somebody else in my bed, I'm shocked and I'm like, the fuck is this? <laughs> like, Every single I'm time like, I wake up and I'm like, and I'm like, who? Yeah. What you're, the fuck? And you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you, this is I do place. that in other people's beds. Are you kidding? What are you doing I here? Do that Sleep fully on the awake. couch. <laughs> I do that fully awake where, like, someone will suddenly be in my bed. I was like, what the fuck? I exist here. What the fuck? <laughs> it's people like trying to hold my hand and like give me a hug. I'm like, stop. <laughs> Yeah, um... So then they saw the issues, and then yeah. Big is like, well, you know what? Whatever. Fuck. Have this space. I'm gonna go sit down. I'm gonna go lay down on the couch. couch. Yeah. And then Carrie can't sleep. Uh, yeah. So she grabs a bag of ice, and she holds it over his face. And it drips on his face. Because And it's wakes him up, because she's a cunt bag. And, yeah. Then they talk, and she says, she just wants it to be different. I'm like, well, could you vague that up for me, Chief? What do you want? Ugh. I hate that. Um... And then we have the new scene where Miranda um, it has had five cups of coffee so that she can stay up and wait for Steve and have sex. And he falls asleep. And she wakes him up and says, you know what? Go sleep at your place tonight. I'm pissed off. Go. And he's like, what? I thought we were going to have sex. And she was like, no, I had a window and the window's gone. And I feel this on a spiritual level. I have a window for stuff. I need to be emotionally able to, like, I, I need to be emotionally prepared for things to happen. Mm-hmm. And if they don't happen in that timetable, I don't want to do it anymore. And I hate it. I hate that about myself. And I'm really, 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 really trying to change, and I have been a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, when things just pile on top of me, when there's, like, deadlines at work, and then people, like just flaking on plans on top of plans on top of plans and i'm like you know what no i had a window for our friendship and it's done (laughs) it may open up later but right now it is shut off but yeah right now it's done i'm the same way though like there are certain things in a relationship that like yeah i would like to do like i can't wait to do this with you i can't wait to do this with you and in that time i'm like i genuinely mean it like 
I, at this time, I will want to do this with you. But I can't figure out where my body is. And when, if the time comes to it, I'm like, yeah, I know that I said it, but, like, I'm not into it. So right. what do you want? Like, yeah. I can't force myself to be into it because I'm not going to be. I can't pretend to do this thing. Like, I'm a very in-the-moment person when it comes to feelings. Mm. I cannot plan for how I'll be feeling. I cannot plan for how the day will treat me when before it comes time to that. So I can't guarantee that I'm going to be, like, all gung-ho for whatever plan that we had. Mm. Like, know that I came into this with the best intentions. I'm really sorry that I set this plan. Right. And it didn't come to fruition. Mm. But that also comes with, like, the scheduling romance. Yeah. It's hard. Like, it's hard. So what, what do you do? How do you handle that mm. being a busy person? Yeah. And so then Charlotte... Um, finally has sex with the dude he had his circumcision um, his circumcision and came out of it and whatever and of course like they have sex and she's like hey okay you want to hang out next weekend what do you want to do can you go to a farmer's market yeah and he's like uh actually i i need you know to let my 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 new dick graze in the field so so he's totally like yeah i didn't expect for this to be serious she like waited for it. She she just allows herself to be trampled on. I feel like she's an idiot. Literally, nobody would do that. I would not be like, no, I'm not going to wait for you to get a circumcision. We've just been dating. Also, wouldn't force someone like, to get a circumcision. No. Well, I mean, she didn't. He said he was going to do it. And then she was all gung ho. And then she was. Yeah. She was like, oh my god, really? You would do that? That's crazy. Good right. for you. I fully support this. Yeah. And have, um, so. Big decides to come over to Carrie's house with his black eye. And his all black everything. He's wearing a black turtle. Yeah, he 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 legit looked like he just like came right out of the Matrix. It looked ridiculous on him. Either that or he just presented his speakeasy. (laughs) Right. Nobody clapped. (laughs) Right. Like yeah, his poetry slam was the worst. (laughs) There was only two snaps. Yeah. So um, he comes in and he's like, "Yeah, you have to stop eating oranges in bed." She was like, what are you going to give me for it? And he says, oh, negotiation. I guess we'll have to, you know, work it out. And so he finally stays over because she was direct and asked him to do it. Weird concept. Uh, crazy. And I have my note is big pulls through with the big unromantic gesture. <laughs> like mucking up my sheets. Awesome. Like I, if you're going to have sex, I feel like I don't need to do all the laundry all the time. I, you know? Like, y'all can do laundry sometimes. You know what's weird is... Okay, well, not necessarily weird. It's out of the sphere that I live in. Hmm. But I know people who, once they wake up every morning, they wash their sheets. Every morning? Every morning. Because they're like, well, you're dirty. Like, just like you wouldn't wear the same outfit two days in a row, why would you sleep in the same dirty place two days in a row? So they have, like, two or three alternating, like, sheets or things for their bedresses. Yeah. And then it's like every day or every other day, they'll just get like the two of the dirty ones, have one clean one, and then just put new things. And I was like, that's crazy. That's insane. But theoretically, you should be changing it every three days um, to uh, once a week. I go for once a week. Um, the, the guy that I'm seeing is like, I usually do it once every two weeks. So I'm like, you need to switch that up. 
First of all, gross. I do not have a schedule for that. When it when I'm like, oh, these are dirty, <laughs> is when I change them out. See, I like I like the smell of new sheets. I like the feeling of new sheets, and so I have a schedule for it because there are sometimes when like I just get busy, I have a show or something, and I don't get to change it mm-hmm. every week. And so when I do, I'm like, this is the You're goddamn like, life. Yeah, I'm like, this is nice. I love clean sheets day. I like having clean sheets. I do. But by the time that I usually get home, I'm ready to pass the fuck out, so yeah. I don't notice. Fair. And then I'm like, and then I wake up and I'm like, all right, well, time to leave my house for 16 hours. Let's do this. No. Yeah. I'm also a firm believer. I don't. I don't care about having a bed made. Like someone called me out on it, and they're like, "You should just do your bed." Like at the second you wake up, like just do your bed. And I was like, no. I'm trying to lounge. I just woke up. Yeah. Why do I have to start working immediately? And, like, it's super easy. You just pull your fucking thing, and I was like, that's fair. Yeah. I don't care. I Who is coming into my room and then being like, oh, his bed's not done? Mm, no. Crouching that off. Like, I... I agree with that, except for I live in a studio where literally having my bed unmade would make the entire room look like garbage. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason that I make my bed. Which is fair, from your point. And I sometimes... Don't. I have a bedroom separate for the yeah. rest of my house. Right. And that, I would Which never you- make my bed. Ever. If and, it was in a separate room thing, in the house. Is I live with the people, and my thing is, like, I know that my bed is a mess, and some people don't like to, like, get it. Cool. Close the door. I'm a, I do. I close the door every single time, and then, for some reason, someone will go into my room, and they'll be like, oh, well, this fucking bed's a mess and blow I'm like, why are you here knowing who I am? <laughs> Stop doing that to yourself. Yeah. If I had a separate bedroom... I would 100% almost never make my bed. I'm going to move into the studio apartment. Not yours specifically, but mm-hmm. like one in this building. I'm going to put my bed up against the main wall. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stick out. I'm not going to have a couch. Because that means that I'm going to have people over sitting on it. And that's not what I want. Fair. And I'm just going to be the happiest little fucking peacock you've ever seen in your entire fucking life. <laughs> the happiest. I love it. It would be awesome if you lived in the building. I would love to run into you in the elevator. Be like, oh, hey. Hey, long time to see. Cute. Oh, my God. Filming this podcast would be so much easier. It would be way easier. You'd be, so like, you'd be like, I'm going to bed. I'm, I'm going, going to bed. Down. I'm going down seven floors. What are you trying to say? That I can't have Peace out, to live upstairs? I, you can. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Plus, the <laughs> fact that in this fantasy where we live a nice, happy life, you wouldn't set me higher. I am like, no. Triggered. <laughs> I'm just saying that most of the upper levels are already rented. Well, you have this information I don't have. I'm and gonna... also, there are quite a few that I know of that are available, and they are lower floors, and so I naturally go to the lower level. It had nothing to we do with your it. income. You're smart. Had nothing to do with your income level. But during this scene, back to Carrie and Big, yeah, they take turns going back and forth saying the things that they don't like about each other, mm-hmm. and it's like really cute things. Like he's like, I don't like that you don't that you eat oranges in bed. Right. You make my bed sheets stink. Yeah. And I was like, bitch. Is that what you're complaining about? Right. Like, like if we were yeah. having this heart to heart, like I would go for it. <laughs> but also, in the situation, I don't think I could handle it. Like, Mm-mm. I think every couple should try to challenge themselves to do it and just go back and forth. Like, what do we not like about each other? So we can put that out there, mm-hmm. see what we're willing to compromise on, and see what we're not. Yeah. But I could not handle it because I would fucking read an entire scroll and be like, point the first, <laughs> point the second, point the hundredth infinity yeah literally. but the second someone's like sometimes your feet smell i'd be like bruh you'd be like i am 
pissed. I am angry. I am <laughs> upset. I am annoyed. You know that I'm vulnerable. Why would you take advantage of that? Like, honestly, like, I'm a good person. I don't deserve this kind of, like, hate crime that's going on right now. Like, bring in Eartha Kitt quotes. Like, every man has wanted to lay me down, but no one's wanted to pick me up. Like, wow. Oh, oh my God. That's sad. I'll just go for it. Oh, my God. I love that quote. I've never heard that quote. That made my heart hurt a little bit. I love that quote. That's so sad. Eartha. I wish I sounded like you. Um, but yeah, I don't think yeah. I can handle it. I think it's something that like couples should try to do. Right. If it's a safe Nicely. situation. If you yeah. know that both of you are very sensitive and like going back and forth is not going to help you, definitely don't do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Chad, the only thing that he complained about with me um, was that um, I didn't put the toilet paper on correctly because he liked it over the top. I liked it however it came out and however I put it on the goddamn roll. Got it. Because ain't nobody got time for that. Right. But now, to this day, I always make sure to put it on that way, even though I've lived by myself for over a year. That's crazy. I'm also an over-the-top person. Yeah. I Well, I mean, in more ways than one. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I love about you. Real quick, if we can get a quick poll. Mm-hmm. People who wipe their butts after shitting, standing up. Or sitting down. Yeah. Just like... Because I am on one side of it, and I do not understand understand the other side of it. Okay. Tell me what your side is. I sit down to what? Okay, why? Because you're already in this area where it is the most comfortable, is the most easy access to. It also doesn't spread because the moment you stand up, your butt compresses. And so, like, it just moves things. <laughs> so, I think you're in a perfect spot to, get, like, have the best reach okay and without contaminating anything okay where are you i'm on the other side how because i don't want to stick my hand anywhere near where that poop is i think we've had the conversation yeah because i knew that about you no because um somebody brought it up i think it was hannah uh-huh i don't know if it was for sure but like somebody was arguing like she had like a group chat going and they were arguing about it and i was like no i don't want my hand in a toilet bowl i think that's totally fair I, I don't think you have to. Like, I think there's a good enough, like, I'm, okay, the people on the who are listening cannot see me, but I'm trying to perform this. You lean to the <laughs> side. Like, like. So, okay. You go like no. this and you're here. Like, you don't have to breach into the toilet bowl, right. which I understand is the thing that people would not want to yeah, do. Yeah, that's gross. Okay, you want to know what I do? Because I don't stand all the way up. Mm-hmm. I hover. Okay. So what I do is you do that and then you wipe it. Okay, that makes. And you're throwing makes... it away and then you're like, and it's all, it's all good. You don't, I don't stand all the way up, make sure my shoulders are back, and then go and wipe my ass, because you're right, that's way too much. I'm standing and sitting and talking <laughs> with all of this. We need a video podcast. <laughs> and, I, and I get that one. I think hovering is fine, and maybe, that, maybe that's what people say when they say that they stand up to yeah, wipe. I think that might so be. So if that's the case, then I get it. I feel like that's a lot of work. Like, I, I thought my legs were in shape. I cannot do that. Listen, here's the thing. This is the only app workout that I get. <laughs> so I might as well just make it work. Perfect. <laughs> this is literally all the exercise that I get is walking to work and standing up to wipe when I poop. <laughs> what if that was someone saying, like, um, Paige, I don't like that you stand up to poop. Or to wipe your butt after you poop. I'd be like, then quit looking at me when I'm pooping. Gross. Ugh. <laughs> That's disgusting. I would legit be like, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of the bathroom. I'm being romantic. I just want to spend some time with you. Oh my god. I don't understand those couples that are like, I'm going to talk to you while you poop. Peeing, maybe if it's an emergency, you're in the middle of a story or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
If I'm pooping, you need to leave me the hell alone. Yeah, I don't get how that works. Mostly because I'm like, pooping time is my personal time. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to share that with anybody. Even if someone's mm-hmm. trying to be cute, I'm like, this no. is my time. Yeah. This is my space. Yeah. Let me sit here for 45 minutes and have my legs fall asleep. Because <laughs> I have poor blood circulation and I've been here long enough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I hate it. So, all right. While Big does the big unromantic gesture, Steve calls up Miranda a couple hours later and she's still awake because she's crazy and um, he makes her look out the window at the moon and super cute and also I need to give a quick shout out to Rachel Lopez who made me watch Moonstruck this weekend and I'd never seen it before Mm -hmm. to share Nicolas Cage Mm -mm. it is hysterical it is so it's actually a legit good movie but Mm -hmm. at the same time like just hilarious because they're all like italian new york people and it's so great because they're so so they speak spanish they're super yes they speak spanish they're super stereotypical it's hysterical and i am telling you right now i don't i love Cher. i love Cher. I don't understand why she got the award for Moonstruck and Nicolas Cage didn't because that is his finest role. I said it and I meant it. Better than Con Air. I said it and I meant it. Better than Drive Angry 3D. Yes. I can't name any other good movies. (laughs) The Family Man. Better than that. Better than... I don't even know anything else. I've said, I thought I knew more more of his filmography. I don't. (laughs) I literally... I have no idea. Face Off? Yeah, face off. No, but no. I I'm legit when I say this. He it's so it's like so like overactory but dramatic, but like he means it and I love it and I'm here for it and he needed an award for that. He's I won an Academy Award. Yeah, but not for that. Right, uh, I would this is me just thinking of it. <laughs> but like that's what he needed to win it for is what I'm saying. Moonstruck. Like he legit all downhill after Moonstruck. Has there ever been an Academy Award where the best actress and best actor have been from the same film that same year? Probably. I can't imagine I'm not. Research this I bet it's like... I bet it's from long ago, though, like when things used to, like, hella sweep, like Gone with the Wind. Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That must be it. <laughs> um, but anyway... Me and Paige, and I couldn't help but podcast the movie. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I love that Steve makes Miranda look at the moon and she has yet another epiphany with Steve and tells him to come over and they make love and it's super cute and they, they slumped in and everything was adorable. They didn't even have to talk about it, which is kind of garbage, but it was cute anyway. But you know what? Sex and City, you, you fucking, you pick your battle. <laughs> right. You do what you gotta do, yo. And then Charlotte learns nothing. No, never. Samantha didn't learn anything. Yeah. Carrie feels like she learned something, but she's but she not going to use anything with that knowledge. Yeah, never happens. Miranda's going to find something to bitch about the next episode. Yeah, for for sure. So the next episode is um, season two, episode ten, the cast system. So read up on what that actually means. I know you're going to have to like roll back into your um, like high school. That's exactly where <laughs> textbooks I went. Books and figure that crap Thank out. Thank you, Mr. Harper. Right. So until next time, you guys. Also follow us on all the things. I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We swear on Chanel on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can follow me personally at Joe Daniel BB on Twitter 
on Twitter. And I'm at Paige Clarno on Twitter. And I'm trying my darndest to, like, actually, when I think of stuff that I think is halfway decent and funny, actually putting it on Twitter now. So I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not a Twitter person. I think of funny things to post on Facebook, and then I post them on Facebook, and they get hella likes, and then I try to condense it for Twitter. But I just, I don't live in the sphere of Twitter because I still don't know how those rules work. See, so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take the same thing. I'm gonna take the same thing, just make it a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. But I think my level of good post mm-hmm. requires the length because it's yeah. uh, it's my language. Mm-hmm. So it's you can hear me saying what I'm saying when I say it on Facebook, but on Twitter I don't condense it. Yeah, or I, I'm not a condensed person, so then it's just showing you like what well, this doesn't. I feel quality. like Twitter is more of a writing exercise and how much you can condense while still keeping something of value in. 140 characters. characters. Twitter is the Vine. Yeah, it is. Because, like, fucking Vine, you had to be on it. You had to be amazing. In six fucking seconds. Yeah. And some people made those six fucking seconds feel like an entire full length film. Mm -hmm. And hell yeah, and I'm still fucking mad that they shut down Twitter. Or Vine. Because that shit was fucking delicious and fucking wonderful. And it was one of the best things that ever happened in my life. And I still watch Vine compilations to this day because that shit was gold. It was. It was And now I'm stuck on fucking Instagram watching people's. Oh my god. Can we stop stop with like Instagram stories? Because can we stop, it's can boring. we stop making everything stories? They're boring. I don't though. care. Like they're basically showing me like your daughter and your dog licking your daughter's face for like however long you can make an Instagram story last and it's boring. Like make it intriguing at the very least. Some That's people why can use that platform really well. Some people most people get up. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Waiting for the third. It's just that one. <laughs> shut um, the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Instagram stories are useless. Facebook stories are useless. Yeah. Snapchat had a good story feature, but I'm also over it. I don't care. Here's the thing: is I'm on Instagram to push my stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't care about most of the people's things because <laughs> I follow like a lot of people who post like I do. Just like here's a picture of me. Yeah. Not like here's this gorgeously composed photo mm-hmm. like because some people i have that and i'm like i'm actually searching for the things like that was fucking good that was good yeah, everyone right. else i'm just liking because i'm like i know that makes people people feel good like yeah i'm gonna like all these photos your stories i can't like your fucking story i don't give a shit about watching if your story. i could like your story i wouldn't because it sucks because it's bad it's really bad like be more entertaining try harder. and maybe i'll like them but like for now i'm just like shut up. I People don't say that about our podcast. Probably. <laughs> leave us, leave, leave us an iTunes review about how garbage we are. Don't. They need really. to shut the fuck up in their own words. Make it interesting or shut up. Right. No, literally, no one's listening this far if they hate us. But give us five stars just in case. Yeah, but so that, what if instead of trying to promote our show, we just make this the show you love to hate? Yeah, I think we might already. Be there. <laughs> I think we did that unorganic or like organically. Yeah, we just did it. We but just... now we're in on the joke, ha, 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 So I can take criticism like a joke. We can't take criticism to write us five stars. Can't do it. Anyway, so until next time, guys. Um, always, always wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye. Don't fuck this up.